Now, I don't want to become one of those, like, rumor channels that has the, you know, the shocked face in every thumbnail, like you've probably seen, but I do find developer interviews very interesting, and I think we can gleam a lot more from them than I think we initially realize. One of these recent developer interviews that a lot of you might be aware of is the infamous interview discussing the making of Paper Mario the Origami King. I'll keep this brief, but to give you context, that series has gone in a way that a lot of fans deem unnecessary and straight up not as good as the previous direction. For a lot of people, not including me, they're in a similar position with the Zelda series right now, and many of you might not read developer interviews. So I'm going to recurgitate some certain quotes from recent interviews with people who are important to the series talking about Zelda. People like Aonuma, Fujibayashi, Miyamoto if he's feeling like it, and more. There have been a couple of interviews since Tears of the Kingdom released that give us maybe a hint of the future of the Legend of Zelda series, so I want to talk about those today and provide some interesting points. Uh, I'll provide the links to both of the interviews in the description, so if you want to check those out then you can. First of all, Game Informer launched an article including both Aonuma and Fujibayashi all about the development of Tears of the Kingdom on launch day. Most of us had our noses far too deep in the game to even care about this initially, but there are some interesting tidbits here for their mindset when it comes to these games. First of all, the interviewer asks, there are several things in Tears of the Kingdom that feel like payoffs from seeds planted in Breath of the Wild. When development was happening on Breath of the Wild, did you already have the idea that you were going to be developing a direct sequel? They both respond with the answers you'd probably expect. That as development was starting to close out, the development team seemed to have enough ideas to solicit a sequel. One interesting point is that Fujibayashi got together a quote-unquote movie of ideas and presented them to Aonuma, and he thought the ideas were interesting enough to keep on riding with them. Thus, Tears of the Kingdom was born. It makes sense that the game was only in the conceptual phases after completing Breath of the Wild, considering the true ending of the game leaving an interesting plot thread about Divine Beast Varuta out in the open. And that's it. The plot was never expanded upon in Tears of the Kingdom to my knowledge. It makes me ask the question of, why was it included if they didn't want to use that in the end anyway? Because it's not a satisfying end to that particular game. Maybe it is just supposed to signify that the Divine Beast went somewhere at the end of Breath of the Wild, which is why we wouldn't see them in the next game. But it seems odd to single out Varuta in that case. Either way, it's interesting to get a look at when the development of Tears of the Kingdom started to swing into motion. Now let's get into a quote far more intertwined with the future of the series. The interviewer asks, I think a lot of people shared the viewpoint that Ocarina of Time was kind of the starting point for one era of Zelda games, laying the foundation for the several titles that came after it. Do you see Breath of the Wild as establishing the new blueprint or foundation of the next several Zelda games for years to come? To which Aonuma responds, agreeing that Ocarina of Time created a format that the rest of the Zelda titles followed for a number of years, but he found it to be too restrictive, and I think we can see that in the way that the linear titles were designed in the latter years, with Skyward Sword being the biggest offender of a linear design. Whether that's a good or a bad thing is pretty much up to each person, but as a game designer, it must be hard to want to give gamers that level of freedom that was offered in Ocarina of Time in particular, but not being able to keep living up to that standard. That game didn't allow for the same amount of freedom that we see in Breath of the Wild, but for the time, it offered an expansive 3D world with different numbers of races and everything. I think if traditional 3D Zelda was to continue after Skyward Sword, they would have wanted to introduce even more races of people, being rid of the Zora and the Goron mainstays, and introducing a brand new map. Kinda like they did, with Skyward Sword, but making it slightly more free, while still being linear so that they didn't have to work within the constraints of the Hyrule that we all know and love. 
Anyway, tangential point aside, he then goes on to say that he believes it is correct to say that Breath of the Wild created a new kind of format for the series to proceed from. Now, many of you may roll your eyes at that statement, but I don't think it's as cut and dry as it necessarily seems. When Ocarina of Time dropped, it was heralded as one of the greatest games of all time, and that opinion for a lot of people has stuck. Past that point, the 3D titles only went more linear, with Wind Waker being a very clear exception to that rule in my eyes. With that in mind, and with the direction that I felt Tears of the Kingdom took, I think we'll be seeing more of a mesh of both the more open format and that traditional format that people want back more than ever. I'm very interested to see how they mesh this together in the next game that isn't a part of the same story about the Hero of Wilds, because they decided to do a sequel to Breath of the Wild and they wanted to use the same world they dropped themselves into a corner. You can no longer make structural changes to the formatting of that game, it has to play out at least somewhat similarly to Breath of the Wild. I wonder if given a new world they would do something different, like really different. While of course they'll be injecting the next game with a lot of Breath of the Wilds and Tears of the Kingdom's DNA for creative reasons and because they need to keep creating games that people will come back to like they did for the last two games, with both of them likely already being the two highest selling 3D titles in the series. So there has to be some DNA from these games, and that'll probably be the open format, but I do have to wonder if they'll overcorrect on some of the things that we've been missing out on over the last couple of titles when we're given a new world, because the Zelda team are the peak of overcorrection. They seem to concede that some linear elements are better in Tears of the Kingdom, but they can't just go all the way with it because of the world's design. One more tidbit from this interview is that the team really does care about making these games feel like Zelda games still, and I think that comes out in the final product. Recently, I've been playing the Assassin's Creed games, and the last few have been sprawling open world adventures with insane amounts of detail. It's a different question of whether it's fun to explore those details, but it's undeniable that detail is crammed into the games. But it ends up feeling soulless to me personally, nonetheless, despite liking them. When I play Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, I feel that Nintendo, and more importantly, that Zelda sheen that I think is present in the series. And Tears of the Kingdom felt far more like a Zelda game sometimes with some of its tropes and design, so I hope they keep the Zelda-ness of projects in mind for the future. Next we move on to an interview by a Dutch outlet called RTL News. Once again, Aonuma and Fujibayashi are in attendance. Now before I quote unquote report on this, I feel like I have to mention something. This interview has likely been translated from Japanese in some capacity, whether it be from a translator or by the people who write for the site. And after translating that Japanese into Dutch, it's then been translated into English, so I can read it. So there may be some translation errors here and there, and I think even reading through it you can tell some stuff has been lost in translation. But I had to mention this interview because it has some of the most interesting tidbits that I've found that have come out around Tears of the Kingdom's press cycle. First of all, Fujibayashi confirms they have seen gameplay videos, and probably theory videos, which is kinda cool. Okay, now this next one is a pretty big bomb, but it's only a massive bomb if it doesn't come with some context, and I wasn't provided with that when I first saw it in a headline. The interviewer carries on and eventually brought up that it felt like, to them, that the Zelda team tried to cram Ocarina of Time into Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom was the result. Alnuma is interested and asks why, and the interviewer explains it's because of the larger dungeons and a more complex and mystery-filled story. Fujibayashi explains that Ocarina of Time wasn't on the brain when developing the game, they were just trying to make Breath of the Wild more interesting. The interviewer pushes back, suggesting the dungeons are the reason why the game feels like an old-fashioned Zelda game, and Alnuma shuts it down by saying he didn't suggest they should look at, quote-unquote, those old games, but they are similar to what was present in Ocarina of Time in terms of naming at least. 
This stuff isn't the crazy part, this is just the context for what comes next. So the interviewer asks, The last two Zeldas are very different. Old fans sometimes say they prefer a classic old-fashioned Zelda, would you like to do that again? Alnuma responds with, It's hard to say anything about the future. That said, thanks to earlier Zeldas, a game like Tears of the Kingdom now exists. This game was born from the ideas we had in the past. We always try to make something that offers more than previous productions. In that respect, we are not really concerned with our old games anymore. We prefer to focus on the future. I've seen a lot of people taking this as confirmation that Linear 3D Zelda won't be making a return anytime soon. But because of the two separate translations, because of the probable misunderstanding of the question, and because of the context that they had just come out from, I don't think our numerous discussing the format of the games themselves, but the ideas and the concepts of those past games. He could have even taken the question to mean sequels to previously established games like a sequel to Twilight Princess or something like that. I think another piece of the pie to add to this is that we've also now got a remake or a remaster of every single 3D Zelda game up until the Switch. So he also might have been referring to the future of those types of things. In the way that this question and answer is worded, I don't think there's enough that suggests the complete obliteration of the linear Zelda formula. I just don't. And again, down to some of the backpedaling done in favour of the linear formula in Tears of the Kingdom, I don't think Alnuma would willingly mean to say that. Let me know in the comments what you believe he means to suggest with this though, considering the translations and all that stuff. A couple final interesting points in here is that the Zelda team simply didn't have the time to play Elden Ring, which is a game that a lot of people believe there was some inspiration from. It's pretty interesting how similar ideas in an open world setting come up, but I believe them. The caves and legacy dungeons in both games hardly line up, so I absolutely believe them. Following up from that, the interviewer asks if the team are afraid of becoming stuck in the series. Fujibayashi responds with some pretty nice stuff here. He believes the possibilities for the series are endless, because you can think up any idea and just stick it in one of these games, and I think I agree with him on that one too, and I think it's a very healthy mindset for one of the leads of these great games to have. So what does the future of the Zelda series look like? It's hard to say coming off of those interviews alone, but Fujibayashi has said that he does know where the Legend of Zelda series is going from here, whether that be a new 3D game, a remaster, or what, a 2D game, maybe? I don't know. Judging from everything we've discussed today in the 3D line of games, I think there are a couple of options. Numino Uno. They could very easily make yet another sequel with the same characters in a different world for whatever reason, and as much as I would be getting very tired with the way the games are looking by that point, I don't think it's a bad way to go. Further expanding on some of the staple characters in the series and the world itself would not be a bad thing. I can't imagine we get another open world Hyrule with the same landmarks done slightly differently if we end up getting a completely new game with a new art style, so I honestly think this is pretty likely. Some new neighbouring kingdom or maybe some islands out to the east side of Hyrule, I'd just like if we didn't go back to Hyrule again if they decide to use this exact frame of time. So that's one way the series could look. Or we could see something completely different. I'm guessing we'd still have Link in the lead role, but maybe we see Hyrule looking very different, maybe closer to what it looked like at the end of Skyward Sword, or something like that, with a new villain. Either way, it seems to me like it'd still be very open, but slightly more linear elements would be introduced. As an example, I know someone in my Discord server named Saber would like the next new Zelda to get rid of the climbing mechanics to make Breath and Tears stand out more in the future, whilst also enabling far more linear design while also keeping regions open enough that the experience is still open in design overall. Maybe the world can be open, but you do go to dungeons in a set order still. 
There are a plethora of ways the future of the series could look, but I think that these are the two most likely scenarios, given what Aonuma and Fujibayashi have said in these extremely early interviews and even more interviews since launch. But what do you think the future of the 3D Zelda titles look like, both in your own words and off of the interviews that we've discussed today? Let me know in the comments and I'll check all of those comments out, I promise. Go and check out the video I've done with the Cave Boys over on Hyrule Gamers channel. We want to do more videos like that on all of our channels, so your support on it really helps a lot. It'll be in the comments and in the description. Please subscribe for more weekly Zelda content and you won't be a part of that 86% of people who are watching that already aren't subscribed. Plus like the video if you enjoyed it, it helps me a ton. Thank you to all of my amazing Patreon supporters and members with an extra special thank you to both Sumji and my new highest tier patron, Thomas Drury Wong. Thank you so much. And thank you all for watching. Please stay safe.